Our thinking, our philosophies of life, these are things we take for granted most of the time. That's just the way it is, we say, and we step out confidently upon that premise. But what extensive research and clinical study from Brazil is showing us is that we would do well to investigate a little deeper. Our thinking, as it turns out, is not always our own. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, Fathers of Our Inverted Science, Part 2. Last time on our program, Cesar Sauce and I began our discussion about the leading thinkers who have had such an impact on our human civilization and how their mistakes have led us collectively to the mess our modern society finds itself in today. We talked about Aristotle's monumental error of placing the senses as the determiner of knowledge. Nothing comes to the mind which doesn't pass first through the senses, Aristotle asserted, thereby enshrining sensory positivistic science as the lord of the domain. Aristotle's ideas were resisted for a few centuries, particularly by Augustine, who leaned more towards Plato's universality, and Anselm. But Aquinas, the great medieval theologian, brought Aristotle back to the forefront, and the battle was on. Francis Bacon, Descartes, Comte followed, and science changed from considering more metaphysical explanations for the origin of things to seeing all phenomena only in terms of its physical characteristics. Left in the wake as well were the moral or theological tenets of science, which became strictly materialistic. The Big Bang, the search for the particles that cause gravity or even intelligence and creativity, the destruction of material nature to get energy, all are consequences of this academic difference of opinion. Right away, we can see that philosophy and theology have dramatically influenced science, which does not come solely from experimentation at all, as scientists would have us believe. Dr. Norberto Kepi's analytical trilogy is a more advanced science because it accepts the important discoveries and truths from philosophy and theology in its scientific postulates. Dr. Kepi was telling a group of us recently that analytical trilogy is a science that accepts and integrates what's true from all fields. And this is possible because of two things. Kepi's establishing of a true metaphysics on which to base an analysis of anything, and Kepi's clarification of what's going on in the human psyche, which causes us to misinterpret reality and put all sorts of inverted ideas into our theories. This is no small thing and difficult to explain in entirety, so I encourage you to read Kepi's work to get a fuller view. Our portal at stop.org.br will lead you in some interesting directions. And our HealingThroughConsciousness.com site is also informative. We've uh, kind of tried to break the vast science of analytical trilogy down into some specific chunks on that site by offering a trilogical perspective into health, relationships, economics, science, education, etc. So again, that's HealingThroughConsciousness.com. My email, if you want more personal contact, please feel free to do that. I answer all the time. Jones at stop.org.br. Last time we showed how Freud and Darwin made crucial errors that have led society and science in the wrong direction totally. Today I continue my fascinating discussion with Cesar Sauce about the next few fathers of the lie. That's up next when Thinking with Somebody Else's Head returns in just a moment on the Stop Radio Network. Stay with us. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet 
about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. Any area of endeavor, it's very much stopped by this concept of money, the importance of money. This is the biggest inversion in society. In the mid-1980s, Norberto Kepi wrote an extraordinary book that redefined economics and gave us hope. And I understand now that this book, Working Capital, is really the solution. It gives people enormous freedom to grow and to do even things more beautiful and better for the community and better for everybody. Work and Capital is Norberto Kepi's provocative and prophetic view of how the economy has been usurped by the 1% who've tricked the people into a form of slavery. Now we have the means to set ourselves free. We are free in economy to work, to do what is good, beautiful and truthful for humanity and not to feed the envy, the megalomania, the theomania of a few individuals or powerful people. Norberto Kepi's Work in Capital, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. The program is thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network. Here's your host, Rich Jones, and special guest, Dr. Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco. We're back. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and Cesar Sauce is with me again. We're, we're wading into some pretty controversial territory. I know that. You, you know, Cesar, we, we get letters when we do these kinds of shows, and that's totally fine with us. And I, I don't want to seem that we're, we're going out of our way to be controversial, because that's not our intention, right? But I, I feel there's something so deep in Dr. Kepi's exploration and consideration of the principle he calls inversion that I think this applies directly to the scientific worldview that we live under. Because let's face it, that scientific worldview is coloring how we see reality. And if there's something inverted in it, we need to pay attention to that. We need to understand that better. So we're looking at the fathers of the lie, these scientists who've led us into our current worldview through the inverted theories that they've elaborated. So we had a good look at uh, a few of those fathers of the lie in part one of our program. Now we're into part two. And uh, our next guy on the hit parade, six, five, number four on our hit parade is uh, Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Yeah, this is, um, I think, (laughs) something that's very interesting to talk about because we have all been socialized in my part of the world. Canada's, a, I would say, a more socialized country, very much like the Scandinavian countries. And so we have been very Marxized. We're not a communist country. We have social programs, but we, we've been very Marxized without perceiving it. We are thinking with Marx's head. Oh, a lot. How? How do, we, how do you see this, Cesar? Uh, the way Marx can fit into this list it's also the same way the others we have spoken before. Marx gave this idea of they all attacked spirituality. So Marx gave first the idea that uh, spirituality, he said church, but I speak by saying church, institution, he was meaning other things. Yeah, the, reli- the, the natural, natural religiosity. Spirituality. Of the, yeah, of the, yeah, that this was the opium of the people. So what did he put in, in the place of the church? Do you know what? The state. <laughs> it, it is even worse. So now, <laughs> instead of believing that God is the owner of your body and soul, for example, in, in Mark, 
Marxist countries, you believe the state is the owner of your body and soul, if you have a soul. They don't even believe in that. So what this led to? I remember some years ago, a group of terrorists invaded a school in Russia, in Soviet Union, and Putin simply asked the policemen to enter and kill the hijackers, the, the terrorists. No, not waiting to get the children out. Yeah, first. they didn't want yeah. to make any deal, you know. What was the result of that? More than 300 kids, they were killed. That was a big slaughter, you know. And then you say, oh my God, this is crazy. How come he did that? And in human rights? Well, the answer to that is that for Russian people, your body belongs to the state. It doesn't belong to God or there is no ethics at all. Your body belongs to the state. If they believe they can kill you, they will do it if it's good for the state. So there is no deal with them. So, in other words, they cut. Uh, Marx helped uh, humanity to to praise institutions, to be like um, slaves of yeah, institutions. In other words, we need the institutions. Yeah. Without the institutions, we're dead. We're done for. Institutions are the church today in Russia. Institutions are like the gods. But you know, it's very interesting because this is not not true only in, in socialist or communist countries, but in our capitalist countries, we see now a lot of this kind of mandating by the state. You know, the yeah. the home security, uh, they deem that there's a terrorist attack and by instituting the various laws, the Patriots Act, they take away the freedoms yeah. of the individual in favor of the state. And in the capitalist countries and democratic countries like our country in the United States especially. And what happens? Media is used to brainwash the people. Yeah. What is interesting for the capitalist, savage capitalists, the media says. What is not, they don't say. Yeah, they don't talk about. They don't talk about. And they mandate all sorts of things by saying, well, now, now we have a, a national crisis. We have a, a domestic crisis. And so we have to mandate. We have to force you to do something that uh, you maybe you don't want to do, but you have to do for the good of the state. Yeah. Or we have secrets that we have to keep secret from you because the state needs to keep this state a secret. But what is the state? The state is the people in the country. And so... Yeah, like this case of the swine flu, for yeah. example. They made such a thing out of nothing, you know. And now they are selling uh, millions and millions and millions of vaccines just for profits of yeah. pharmaceutical companies. And I'm thinking... We know the, that. Yes, yeah, so I'm thinking of these this current situation where some people want to start suing the the CIA for illegal torture what they consider torture of of prisoners and uh, the the ways that the state had of getting around the Geneva convention by saying that these people don't belong to a country they're independent of any country therefore they don't adhere to the Geneva convention what's this this is this is lawyerese you know to find mm -hmm. a way around what we know to be ethical and true this is this is uh, evil Yes, really it is. Really evil. Yeah. This is Karl Marx. Next we have Adam Smith. And uh, right along with Karl Marx, right? We have Adam Smith. Marx coming after Smith, but here on the hit parade, Smith being of more concern for Dr. Kepi in terms of the people who've caused the problems, Smith being of more serious nature than, than Marx. Yeah, I think, I don't know, well, Darwin may have based his theory on Adam Smith as well, because he said, in other words, he led humanity to believe that whoever has money or, or succeeds in the money market, this guy is evolved, is the strongest. 
and he has the rights, for example, to step on the others down because this is part of natural evolution. But uh, the basic problem of Adam Smith is that when he set forth his book, The Wealth of Nations, in 1776, if I'm not wrong, he said that if you allow people to look for what they want, if you give them free reign for it, to do whatever they want, whatever they want, in the end, the equilibrium will be reached through uh, an invisible hand, like uh, the fate of nature would lead humanity to be in equilibrium and everyone would be pleased having what they wanted. Yeah, in, in the end, everything would be okay. Everything would, would be okay. Would come out all right. In a capitalistic society. Well, that's very naive. Very, very naive. And he shows uh, that he had no knowledge of psychopathology at all. You know, at all. And this is the system we are living today. And worst of all is that he continued. He said that when somebody uh, achieved their goals, achieved what he wanted, he would help others to achieve their goals as well, showing <laughs> even more naive yet. Which became uh, Reagan's supply-side economics. You give the benefits to the people with the money because if they have the money and they are successful, that naturally is going to trickle down to the people. Yeah, But yeah. that's totally crazy. The, this is I... totally crazy. When <laughs> we are living inside a capitalistic uh, system and we don't, we don't stop to think that the roots are these roots. Yes. We are living the thoughts of these guys, as if money could buy everything in life. Everything is what money can buy. It's a materialistic society. Yeah. As in well. fact, we really, we should try to control the people, because if we are free to do whatever we want, we will create exactly the kind of chaos that we see in the planet today. We will destroy everything. And so this has to be controlled inside the human being. Adam Smith said, no, just let it go. Everything will be fine. It'll all come out okay in the end. This is very, very naive. And this beast of Adam Smith uh, taught other little beasts who followed him that the market will have to supply things for the needs of the people. But if you have a product and there is no need, what do you do? You use the market to, to create the need. Yeah. So you create a lot of uh, stupid yeah. needs so people start to destroy even more the planet sure. we live. And this idea of a free market is totally crazy. It's not a free market at all. It's totally influenced. It's influenced by various members along the, the chain who have more influence, who have more say than others. And not to mention government. We're talking huge corporations now with millions, billions of dollars to spend on marketing, to stimulate, to create a need, to create a desire or to take away a desire, to control the means of production, to control the distribution of goods. If we, we have a, a, another product that comes out on the market and the big guy doesn't like the product, he just completely destroys it, absorbs yeah. it. And so we don't have a free market at all. We have a totally dominated market by this powerful animal, savage capitalism. You said it very nicely, Richard, because the, one of the basic things of the false prophet characteristic of this false prophet of the Antichrist, let's say, is to make you believe you are free. But you are a complete slave of the system. Complete, complete, complete slave of the system. We believe in what the media says. We believe we are free. We believe we, are we live in a democratic world. But I ask you one question. Is it democracy when you brainwash the people and you ask them to vote? 
If you have a lot of brainwashed people, they will vote in what you want. Yeah, for sure. Nobody asks that. Yeah. They believe their choice is democracy. And if you just look at the area of marketing, spin doctors, these all of the people going into these kinds of branding areas, spin doctors, these are all coming from psychology. They're using the techniques of psychology, of um, mass convincing of people. They're using this for their purposes, for what they want, the, the agenda that they want to further. For example, in this last uh, September 11, I was watching the TV. They were replaying in TV what happened in the Twin Towers eight years ago. And they were interviewing people on the street saying, what, what is your response to that? And people were furious saying, we have to invade Arabia and kill them all. They deserve to be extinguished from Earth. You know, this is a way of brainwashing people to provoke wars. American economy was completely ruined like it is now. One war in Iraq was not enough to recover the American economy. Now they are trying with this swine flu and whatever other flus, or I don't know what will they come up in the future. Adam Smith's ca capitalistic idea didn't work. No, it's dead. And in this sense, Karl Marx was right when he said that he criticized capitalism, saying that in the end of capitalism, you would have two sides. On one side, you would have a very little people with all the money and all the goods. The haves. And the other side, the, the, the other half. The have-nots. It's like 90-10, right? The have-nots is like 90%, and, and the haves is like 10%. And this gap is increasing. Oh, increasing. Yeah, and, and as Norberto Kepi has said many times, if you want to have peace and opportunity for people, you need social justice. So we don't have it with that situation that exists. Well, we need to take a break. We're coming back in just a moment, though, so don't go too far away. We'll finish our look at the fathers of the lie when we come back on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head in just a moment on the Stop Radio Network. Thank you for listening to the most relevant conversations in the world about stopping the destruction of ourselves and the planet. This is the Stop Radio Network. Since the beginning of all civilizations, they had always manifested an enormous interest and knowledge about the spiritual life and spiritual beings. It's a world of ancient wisdom that modern science has eliminated. The arising philosophy of positivism preferred to base science on material happenings. So, only what you can see and touch and feel is real. Now, spirituality is being put back into science. Imagine what would happen if people start considering this as a real thing. Not only as a religious thing, but also a real scientific thing. Imagine what would happen. Norberto Kepi's Universe of the Spirits, a scientific analysis, available in the bookstore at stop.org.br. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to the Stop Radio Network. We broadcast from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And our programs, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head and Healing Through Consciousness, offer the most relevant conversations around about the state of our world and what we can do to make it better. Thanks for tuning in. Envy is the primary cause of all maladies. Norberto Kepi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome back to Fathers of the Lie, Part 2. Cesar Sauce, he's with me, uh, co-inventor of the Kepi Motor. We've been exploring the various inversions in science that have led humanity to such a disastrous dead end. And, uh, you know, Cesar, 
uh, having studied Norberto Kepi's new physics derived from a disinverted metaphysics for so many years and also being a very talented engineer and scientist, he's uniquely equipped to offer Norberto Kepi's scientific perspective in the language of English, of course. Kepi does all that very well in Portuguese on his television programs, which you can find, by the way, many of them on our site at stop.org.br. But, you know, because of Kepi's reintegration of philosophy and theology back into science, this has expanded the perspective completely and uh, allowed us to analyze previous scientific mistakes that have affected our technology, our education, our public policy, and even our worldview so drastically. And, you know, because as we have this inverted attitude, uh, we see reality wrongly. We see it upside down. So imagine how that affects our scientific theories. And that's what we're exploring in this program. So, Cesar? Our next guy, we're coming to number one. Number two is Einstein. And again, we get letters when we talk about him. He is a, a, a real god, and I'm sure he was not intentionally part of this. I'm sure none of them were really yeah, intentionally trying to, to do this, but they were really led astray by the false prophet, by false ideas, and by the false metaphysics that we talked about at the beginning of Aristotle. Einstein's great flaw, and he's led us into a lot of problems, especially in our energy policy in the world. <laughs> What was it? One of the criticisms we get when we speak about Einstein is that uh, when we say that Dr. Kepi said the mistake of Einstein was to believe that energy comes from matter. All the physicists come and say, oh, no, Einstein never said that. I'm sorry to say for these physicists and, and <laughs> that they don't understand anything of philosophy at all. Yeah. They should study philosophy first because mm -hmm. Einstein was based on a philosophy, a previous philosophy. And uh, the, the, the simple formula E equals mc squared shows that energy comes from matter. Because if you don't have matter, you don't have energy. Energy equals mass, matter, mass. times the speed of light squared. If you take the m out of the equation, you have energy no Energy is zero. So that's the reason why Einstein is considered, when we study philosophy of relativity, Einstein is considered the most materialistic uh, scientist of all. In history. In history, with his theories. His theory is completely materialistic. Yeah, he completely instituted the idea of nothing in science. Or you have matter and energy encapsulated in matter, in particles, or you have nothing. And even worse than that, even worse than that, he linked energy to external motion as if the speed of light would lead to energy. Mass in speed would increase and lead to energy. This is crazy, you know, because external motion comes from internal vibration. The same mistake Freud did in his psychology, Einstein did in his physics. And the entire world follows and doesn't perceive that. Yes. Something so clear. And that's why the phenomenon of resonance was put aside. Because the resonance is the word that explains how the universe was created and put together. But for Einstein, this was it's not even considered. You know why? Because if matter is the essence of the universe, so where... Uh, resonance has place. Yeah, you have no need for resonance. No need for that. resonance as the primary variable of the universe, you see. 
Right. But opposition of Einstein, we had Nikola Tesla in the beginning of the century, and Nikola Tesla was saying that Einstein would lead with this idea to the destruction of the physical world. Which not, is it? Which not is only through the creation of the, the atomic bomb, which was also a bad thing that happened, but we would deplete the material world in search for elements, material elements to, to extract energy. Which from. is exactly what we're doing. We're looking for more material elements to get the energy from. Energy, and, yeah. and now we're looking for like more... Uh, more renewable resources like uh, growing sugar cane to make ethanol or corn or whatever. We're looking for wind power. We're looking for energy from the sun. We're looking for these kinds of forms, and we're missing the whole aspect of the energy that exists through the resonance of energy, of energy with this universal source of energy. Yeah, so I would like to clarify that uh, uh, for Dr. Cappy, energy, energy is emanated from the being, from this Godfather. The Godfather emanates this energy, and through resonance, this energy creates particles. And energy is always superior to matter, is not equivalent like Einstein meant. Energy is superior to matter. Where there is no matter, there is energy. In vacuum, there is energy. Today, quantum physics says that, but in a wrong way as well, because they believe uh, this, uh, this energy comes from ghost particles in virtual world. This is crazy. It's a crazy theory. So know? Einstein has led us into a, a strictly material. Strictly material. Using material to get energy. And this is very, very destructive. And you see, Richard, the underlying idea behind all of these thinkers we just commented now is materialism is to cut with spirituality. Freud, Darwin, Karl Marx, Adam Smith, Einstein, and the next one... Louis Pasteur. Which is the biggest beast of all. Louis Pasteur. And we're just starting to study him now here in uh, Dr. Kepi's work because uh, nobody has sort of questioned this. But now that we're starting to look at this a lot closer, we can see that Pasteur did an enormous disservice by projecting that the problem of the disease comes from a microbe, a germ, a virus, a bacteria from the outside in, created, augmented the paranoia of the human being. And this is a totally materialistic idea again, and a wrong idea. In his times, uh, Richard, uh, there was another scientist called Béchamp, Antoine Béchamp, another French scientist, both of them biologists. And uh, what happened? Béchamp uh, had another opinion about uh, the diseases, the opposite opinion, let's say. Béchamp believed that the internal structure of the body would create a bacteria. The in internal your... environment. Envi yes. That's talk about the environment right. inside, the way the person is inside. This would create... Um, the proper laboratory yeah. for the virus or bacteria to Would create conditions for bacteria right. to grow and attack you. So for Béchamp is the internal structure, the internal environment would be responsible for the diseases. And so this would lead the human beings to make connections about his psychological life 
and the stress of society, yeah. the social structure, and his diseases. If we had continued his studies, we would have arrived at this conclusion, but that was completely cut out of science. People wanted to make money from drugs to fight the germs that Pasteur had suggested. And so Béchamp's idea was not interesting for them. But Dr. Kepi has finished now, I think, the uh, uh, Béchamp and um, Gustav Enderlein. From Germany, these two guys were were exploring and this. Claude Bernard, Claude Bernard well. to a France. We're exploring this inner environment, and um, uh, Dr. Kepi now has really completed this study, this science, showing Pasteur to be a complete imposer, imposter, Im- imposter, yeah, and that uh, a completely bad scientist, and that that all of our health conditions are created by our internal psychological life, not our physical life. Our physical is totally dominated by our psychological, spiritual aspect. And this is the great completion that Dr. Kepi has done to remove all of these seven beasts, or at least to correct their mistakes and put us on the right path again. Yeah. And the the basic spirit Pasteur helped to spread out in the world was the spirit of paranoia. Humanity has never been so paranoid like now. We believe if you do not... uh, wash your hands continuously, you will get sickness from outside. And this, even if this false prophet going against what Christ said in the Bible, what uh, turns a man f- filthy... Right, right. The, the filth, what not, makes a man filthy, filthy is something... Is not what comes from in from his mouth, but what comes out from the mouth. That our sickness comes from our thoughts, from our... Uh, wrong desires and not from what we eat but it's not a a fruit that was not washed properly that will cause you a disease it's not the flu of somebody else that will make you become sick as well you know it's something going on inside you dr kepi talks about this as that what makes a person sick is when the the inner force loses power when our immune system loses force, it can't fight. And this is caused by our attitude, by our psychological, spiritual attitude about things. I had a friend, Richard, who told me that always when he didn't want to go to work, he wanted to get flu. He wanted to get a flu or a cold or yes, something. Yes, a flu or a cold. And he got because it was appropriate for him. It was like a, nice for him. He could stay at home watching a football and this repeatedly. So human beings, uh, they use these tricks, even if it's unconscious to them. Now, what is the great thing that Dr. Kepi has done for us as we wrap up our podcast? What, what has he been able to do with his Science of Analytical Trilogy, in your opinion? He has resolved these questions we've been dealing with with these seven men and found a new science, new orientation. How would you describe what he's done? Dr. Kepi made a huge, huge, huge work, and I suggest all of the listeners to go to the internet and try to to find more about Dr. Kepi's work, because Dr. Kepi is just pointing out the basic mistakes of this false prophet, let's say. And the mistake is that we always wanted to look for our happiness and our problems outside of us. And he created a method called interiorization method that leads you to identify inside of you your problems that you are seeing outside. 
For example, whenever, I'll give a practical example, whenever he has, has some kind of problem uh, bothers you, you may ask this question, what do I associate that thing? And let, let me give a practical example. Uh, a friend of mine, he was in a traffic and he was very pissed off with the traffic. And then when the traffic started to move, another guy came from back, from the back and just cut in front of him. And he got extremely furious. When I asked him, why did you get furious? And he got a headache after that, you know, and he starts to blow up the horn and say, wow, you're dishonest. How do you do that? I'm here half an hour stop. And when the traffic starts to move, you pass my front. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, well, I got so furious because the guy was so dishonest. I, I said to him, you praise dishonest in your life. You think that dishonesty has an advantage. It has an advantage. This is his unconscious wish. Yes. He he believes that dishonesty can give you uh, advantages well, in life. One of my students had exactly the same reaction and I, I asked him about the same thing and he said, "Well, that guy, that guy is getting there ahead of me." I said, "So you see an advantage in this kind of behavior, but it's not an advantage to be like that. Somebody who cuts in front of you like that is being very dangerous and is not being of a benefit to themselves. And it was very interesting with this student. I took a bunch of students out for pizza a few months later, and the pizza was very slow to arrive. So how did my student react? He reacted with aggression. He got up, he pounded the table. He said, where's our pizza? And then he sat down with a big smile on his face and he said, now we'll get some service. So he saw advantage in aggressive behavior. He saw that that's how you get things done. Yeah, and Richard, another very simple example is when we criticize politicians because they impose a lot of taxes here in Brazil. It's Ooh. so common that there are lots of taxes and they steal money from the people. This everybody knows here. And people get furious with them. And why do they get furious? Because they want, they see an advantage in robbing. Yeah, they think that guy's getting an advantage by getting some money for nothing. Getting money for nothing is an advantage. And uh, this has nothing to do with the fact of stealing or not. Because of course, of course, to steal is a bad thing and must be punished. It is not this we are discussing. The fact is that if you get involved to the point of getting a headache, it's because you have the same idea unconsciously. You don't think you have, but unconsciously you have. And Dr. Kepi has also corrected the wrong metaphysics of Aristotle. We do not understand reality through our senses. We understand reality through the essence of ourselves, through the contact with the universals, which is the fingerprints of God inside the human being. And this is an enormous advancement for philosophy. So I see, in, let's say, in a spiritual way of seeing things, I see Dr. Kepi with analytical trilogy is... uh, debunking this false prophet and enthroning back the, the, the God Spirit, the Holy Spirit in society. He's uh, simply giving conditions to the human being, to the, all the population, to look for what is good for themselves and for society as a whole. Debunking the false prophets. Yeah, there's something extraordinary in putting humanity back on track again. Kepi says in his new physics book that science, having followed Aristotle, embraced his wrong ideas, his inverted ideas. And Kepi's work is a humble attempt to set that right again. You can find his new physics book on our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. 
That is our program for this time. The program is thinking with somebody else's head. Love to hear from you. Joneshealing at gmail.com if you like. Talk to you next time on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Humankind's greatest problem is thinking that what we don't see won't hurt us. Norberto Cappi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. I remember the book Glorification that Dr. Cappi wrote. I was with him many of the nights or days where he got those inspirations from God. And it was a necessity for him to write what he received. So the book was totally written under inspiration. But it's not only a theological book. It's mostly a scientific book. Very therapeutic book. Very beautiful, by the way. And he used to wake up during the night, two, three in the morning, and he said, let's go to the top of the mountain. And we were watching the sky in this dark night with no interference so you could transcend the sky and see heaven through it my god you could adapt the writings that he did with the music of Beethoven and this would be a trilogy of his writings and the music it would be heaven Norberto Kepi's glorification available in the bookstore at stop.org.br I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to the Stop Radio Network. We broadcast from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And our programs, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head and Healing Through Consciousness, offer the most relevant conversations around about the state of our world and what we can do to make it better. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, my name is Thorne, and I love listening to the Stop Radio Network. It helps me to... Start off my day in a really good mode. The most relevant conversations in the world today are on the Stop Radio Network.